Hey everyone, welcome to Fight the Fate. I'm Mike Bonomo. Got Sean Kleins with me. I got Brian Davies with me. I got Matt McBride with me. Everyone's here. This is the first episode where we have four people here. So before we start, um, I made scrambled eggs this morning for breakfast. And I used ketchup for my fridge. And it said, used by like December 12th of last year. Do you guys think I'm going to be okay? Yeah. yeah you look, you I don't think ketchup goes bad, does it? You look a little pale. <laughs> That's always. <laughs> I almost got sunburned yesterday, like shoveling snow because the sun went off the snow. Why were you shoveling <laughs> snow yesterday? There was no snow. Oh, the other day, which means uh, it could mean a week ago, it could mean a month I ago. I feel for like me. you're making all this shit up because you just... live an hour away and there's no snow. You're Joseph the, Smithing right now. The, <laughs> the Idiomine <laughs> episode. We got eight inches of snow, and like 15 minutes down the road, King of, in King of Prussia, yeah. they got nothing, and you guys got rain. Yeah, but I yeah. feel like that's the like classic, like, it's eight inches, baby. Like, it's really <laughs> just two. Okay, it was like six. I'm exaggerating. Like padding your stats. <laughs> I measure from the root, the base. <laughs> Someone this... told me you got to measure from like the end of your taint, and I was like, <laughs> what? That's ridiculous. <laughs> Makes sense. Oh, then I'm like a foot long. That's man. adding like, like three inches. At least. Let's get this week started. <laughs> I measure butthole to tip. Today, we are talking about Joseph Smith. He did nothing wrong. He's the best, dude. This has been my favorite guy I've ever researched before. Are, are we going to use the C word? What's that? Colt. No. Oh. oh. I got to fuck. You mean the gun? That'll get us as much trouble. He was the founder of Mormonism and the Latter-day Saint movement and would go on to attract tens of thousands of people to follow him on his spiritual journey. He is also one of the most famous authors to ever live from penning the Book of Mormon. And all of this started with a vision. It was a spring day. The year was 1820. A 14-year-old Joseph Smith was confused, innocent, and horny. How do we know he was horny? <laughs> he was horny, dude. Don't question. Is that like these what it facts. says in his? I mean, he practiced polygamy later on. Do not but he question sex. these facts. Dude. Did they have boners in 1820? <laughs> Let me continue. He walked to a secret spot in the groves, where he went in times of reflection. Looking to the sky, Joseph asked for guidance. Please, Heavenly Father, help me choose the correct church that I may worship thy, with thy purity. A brilliant light eclipsed the sun at midday. Wrapped in heavenly vision, two figures appeared directly in front of him. One being of light pointed to the other and said, Behold, this is my beloved son. Hear him. The light being son told Joseph that all the religious denominations were believing in incorrect doctrines. After all, his sins were forgiven. In a state of calmness and peace, he walked out of the grove knowing the reality of the Father in heaven and his resurrected son, Jesus Christ. This event came to be known as the first vision. And that's what started it all, dude. Just a horny walk into the groves. 
So what we're learning is that all religions are just made up by little kids. No. There was angels. <laughs> God and his son. I'm sorry. Having a hard time believing that a horny fourteen-year-old came up with this whole thing. This is this is what happens before like publishing companies. Like this would have been a great book, but like instead, back in eighteen twenty, turned into a religion. <laughs> <laughs> well, L, L. Ron Hubbard, he just wrote science yeah. fiction. It turned into a religion. Uh, oh, are you talking about the most prolific fiction author of all time, L. Ron Hubbard? He's the best. Well, they got really powerful lawyers. We should like. <laughs> Can't get blood from a stone. <laughs> Now, if that's what started it all, uh, Smith was born December 2nd, 1805 in Sharon, Vermont. His mother, Lucky Max Smith, and, and Joseph Sr. were married 20 years after the end of the Revolutionary War. Having 11 children together, Joe Sr. tried his hands on a lot of professions to su support these rascals. Farming, teaching, and owning various shops, nothing ever seemed to turn into a success. Moving his family to Palmyra, New York, he started making payments on a family farm, taking his six sons to go on, a treasure, di on treasure digging excavations. Nothing ever broke their way. Three seasons of crops had failed, and he started falling behind on payments. And this is where he learns his great skill of, uh, what the fuck was it, gla glass? Glassy, glass looking, or glass something. looking. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a family trade passed through the Smiths. Um, we'll get to that later. The region was flourishing with religion. Baptist and Methodist preachers led the way during the Second Great Awakening. Even though his parents disagreed about religion, they were caught up in the excitement. This, they nicknamed like this part of New York the Burned Over District because like there were so many fire and brimstone preachers. Yeah, and there's some crazy religions that came out of here were like sex, like the Oneida. You may have heard of like the Knives and Fork Company. Oh yeah, it actually was started by like a religious sect that practiced communal marriage. <laughs> every man and woman was married to each other, so like you just it was pretty much wife swapping like every night. <laughs> I just can't imagine that how religions are like all like. It's really big to be walking around the streets and everyone, like, feels the excitement of it. <laughs> like, ooh, we're all believing in Jesus today. Yeah, but this one's fun, where it's like, uh, like, as a unit, we will create the cutlery for the world, and we'll just fuck. Yeah, every, like, crazy cult in, had, like, their own industry they made, usually. By the age of 12, Joseph Jr. showed an interest in religion. His parents told him stories of visions of God communications through dreams that had taught them valuable lessons so they were having their own visions and i think this is where he like got this st uh, stuff from no he got it from god michael i know but through <laughs> and the their, two light people through his parents that got it from god and then they passed the god gene down to him and he was able to receive jesus christ is that like the God particle, the God gene? <laughs> yeah. Smith never understood how there could be multiple religions trying to talk to God in different ways. This is when he took the walk and had his own vision. I took a class in college, and they, we had to read the Bible as like just a regular textbook. You will poke a hole in everything that like you're taught, everything. Well, the 12 disciples just... are just the 12 tribes of Israel. It's like... If you just take it as allegory, it's a little better. 
Well, he started calling. I'll, I'll take your word on he started, it. Yeah. <laughs> he well, I'm would, not religious. He I don't called care himself <laughs> Moses. That's what everyone. Each there was a couple Mormon guys who gave themselves nicknames of Moses. Back then, you can be whatever you wanted to be. Like paperwork wasn't really uh, sufficient. It was a good time. You could just like start a family, leave, go go twenty miles to the next town, <laughs> start over. And like you were saying with the twelve tribes of Israel, like the two light beams told him that two of the tribes went to America. Yeah. And the one tribe killed the other one, so God stained their skin red. So that's how the Native Americans came about. Are you are you what? referring to the Native American Jewish tribes of Israel? Oh yeah, yeah. Getting back to Joe Jr. He was excited to tell people about the vision he had, about this revelation. He told a preacher the whole story. The preacher told him to get the hell out of here, speaking with contempt. Hmm. So he was pissed off. He's coming after his ends, that's why. Yeah, (laughs) what's this guy trying to do? A couple of years went by. On a night in 1823, an angel appeared in Joseph's bedroom. He recalls the event. While I was thus in the act of, of calling upon God, I discovered a light in my room, which uh, continued to increase until the room was lighter than the noonday. Then immediately a personage appeared at my bedside, standing in the air, for his feet did not touch the floor. Not only was this robe exceedingly white, but his whole person was glorious beyond description. His countenance was truly lightning. The room was exceedingly light, but not very bright as immediately around his person. Angel Maroney's purpose was to reveal the book made of golden plates, guiding him to a hilltop near his home in Manchester, New York. Maroney pointed to a stone box in the ground. The angel would not let him take the golden plates home with him. That is a steroid dealer, Angel Maroney. <laughs> that's, that's where. Hey, yo, bro, you want some man, man gains? <laughs> yeah, you look a little small there, bro. You may want oh, to pick me up, Angel Maroney. Call me. <laughs> oh, he once he once each year he returned to the box, but he wasn't allowed to take the plates home with him. Did yeah. I just read that? Uh, yeah, it was in the. What? You did it twice. <laughs> I wrote it for emphasis. Yeah. How many people nowadays, if they found like a bunch of golden plates, wouldn't just like take them to a pawn shop, like a cash for gold store? Angel said no. (laughs) This was a way to keep anyone from knowing what he was really doing, making up that rule that he can't bring the golden plates home so no one can see him. It's almost like he's a fucking fraud. (laughs) (laughs) He's a a good storyteller. I'm going to be really bitter this whole episode. I'm just going to put that out there. This is horseshit. (laughs) No, it's not. A wealthy farmer was paying Smith to help find a treasure. Several unsuccessful attempts led to his arrest for glass looking. He racked up a couple disorderly person charges. Even though accounts differ, he is on the record for being acquitted a couple times. That's going to be my uh, peep show strip club, like glass looking. It's going to be great. <laughs> I didn't know that was a crime. <laughs> you just oh, glass dude. it, man. No, it's you can't do that. You can't. He's probably glass looking on other people's property, glass looking inside their wife changing. Is that yeah. just another word for peeping Tom? No, he's, he's, I mean, you highlighted how horny this guy people was. People are paying him to find <laughs> treasure, and he's saying that he can he can I mean, find it. And so peeping Tom finds treasure too. Sounds like Joe <laughs> Jr. search for pussy. <laughs> <laughs> While staying at the Hale House. In Harmony, Pennsylvania, Joseph started hitting on this chick, Emma Hale. Proposing marriage, her father was said her father said hell no because 
He had no means to support her. He was oh, lonely. hell no. His, his lucrative glass-looking <laughs> business? His treasure was, he was not found. But if he, if he found that treasure, he would. I don't even think he would have became a Mormon. He would have just been like, he all taken right. the gold plates home. Yeah. 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 No, cause like, <laughs> no, if he really had the gold plates, he wouldn't have became a Mormon. No, I think he would have. Because there, there is no end game for a con man. Like, the cons <laughs> just keep going until they can't. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of what wrong. he did. They're like addicted way. to it. Yeah. Her father finally caved in, and they married and had sexual intercourse. Bum, bum, January 18th, 1827. That was a hot and steamy night. He also told him he would help him start a business. They were now living with their parent, with her parents, and Smith vowed to give up treasure hunting. <laughs> Aren't you going to ask me how I have the dates of these sex scandals? I don't even want to know. <laughs> It took some digging, dude. To get a first town account, first hand account of the sexual intercourse. Did you steal his woman's diary? Joseph Smith. Yeah, no, doesn't he have a diary? Yeah, he does. <laughs> on eighteen on the eighteenth of January, me and Martha had intercourse. It was lovely and it was divine and from the Lord. Oh, uh in college I read like this guy's thing uh, around this time and he was talking about like he used to flourish his wife. That was his like flourish. slang for you know getting I'm, it in. I like that. That's actually classy. <laughs> I'm gonna flourish the shit out of you. <laughs> flourish all over your face. I, yeah. Well, I think like in the thing, it was like, oh, I flourished her on the billiards table today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Joseph took Emma and made his last visit to the magical hill. His fourth trip there, Maroni let him bring the golden book. Home with him. The scriptures engraved into the plates had to be translated. He said he was able to read and <laughs> translate the reformed Egyptian language. But he can't hold the job. But it, he's highly skilled at Egyptian. Reminds me, uh, I knew a hot mess girl that said she, she could speak fluent German. And I got like really drunk. And I just started speaking like the little bit of German I know from eighth grade. And then I just started speaking like German, like gibberish. And she's like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, I actually don't speak German, so she uh, actually I have came... a weird dialect. <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on a fun German... She came clean. <laughs> on a fun little German tangent, we went to see Krampus. Uh, me and Mike did. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there's this girl behind us, and she's just saying... She's translating everything, because I guess she's, like, a German student. Um, and, like, have, like, not even, like, 20 minutes into this bullshit. Like, she's literally going line for line, like, every time they're speaking German in the movie. Yeah. And, like, that means that... A, and Mike's just, like... Turns around at this fourteen-year-old girl and she's like, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> she's no like, one cares. No, then she was like, <laughs> her friends are like, she was like, she knows German. I don't give a shit. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Fucking just they, bitching they, out middle schoolers. I have to, dude. It's a movie theater. <laughs> the we get it. You're edgy, okay? <laughs> the problem with telling people you have gold plates. His former treasure hunting partners believe that he had double-crossed them. They started to ransack each place Smith was thought to have been. It was time to get the fuck out of there. So he's telling story like his old treasure hunters who never found anything. Now he, they're hearing that this guy brought home gold plates from the top of a hill. It sounds like the end of, uh, was it, the, coast, the Curse of Oak Island? Like, this is how it's yeah. going to end. Yeah. They come back with the gold and just everybody from previous seasons tries to attack them. <laughs> this is like no country for old men, but we're from the fucking morons. <laughs> 
<laughs> I pictured Joseph Smith with the briefcase yeah. and the shotgun. Flip, flip. <laughs> flip the coin. Flip the fucking coin. <laughs> <laughs> Moving to Harmony for good this time, one of their neighbors, Martin Harris, began to help with Smith's translation of the Book of Mormon. They also had the help of American scholar Charles Anthon, but once he found out an angel was responsible for this shit, he backed out. And he backed out because he's also a con man. And like once he saw like the level of like what 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 is this con about, he backed out because he didn't see much con in it, <laughs> which is his fault. It was too conny. Yeah, it's like oh we're going otherworldly <laughs> on this shit. Well, they don't like the con men don't like to commit to long term things. Yeah. Starting your own religion, the Griff people is a really long term thing. Short term game. <laughs> Harris was starting to become skeptical himself. He asked Smith to let him borrow the script so that he could show other people and see what they thought about it. Martin lost it on his travels. It had been the only copy of the plates. <laughs> the angel punished them by taking away the golden plates and the ability to translate ever again. Two months later... The angel gave them back and let him translate again. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oliver Cowdery replaced Harris as a new scribe. David Whitner was also brought in to help. Harris, Cowdery, and Whitmer would be known as the three witnesses. Sound like a law firm. (laughs) That's transformative because they're not the three wise men. It's fair use. No, they're the three white men. <laughs> yeah, the three white men who... Are you assuming they're race? Because like, everybody had those kinds of names back then. Well, just going off, going off <laughs> the gotta era, be white, I assume, because they're out and about. I mean... <laughs> you don't think they You're were? probably not wrong. <laughs> uh, like, he told them that they would be allowed to view the plates. They signed a statement saying the angel showed them and that God told them it was all true. So the angel visited them, too. And no one's ever lied in an affidavit? No. No. Soon these became the eight witnesses. Once Joseph was done, the angel took the plates away forever. The Book of Mormon was published March 26, 1830. And by April 6th, he and his followers set up the Church of Christ. Creative. It is, dude. They go on to change that name, like. Ten times. I was gonna say was every there like year, no other religious name available. Every year you they get a rebrand. Cha- every year they change the name. This church would become the Latter Day Saints. A new rule was that new members must get baptized, so they all just baptized each other. Three branches were set up across New York. Today, Mormons like uh, they'll baptize dead people. So if you join the church, you can get all of your ancestors baptized. Like they have like ceremonies for it. The goal being that, like, before this religion was set up, yeah. that, like, they, their chances at heaven are not valid because they did not hear or sub- submit to Joseph the prophet. I just picture these three men in a hot tub baptizing each other. <laughs> like, having a great time. That's a different movie. In, co- <laughs> in college, I saw that movie. It's quite good. <laughs> being met with resistance to his ideas... Smith told followers to meet up at the eastern boundary of New Jerusalem, which was just Kirtland, Ohio. Why were they resistant? (laughs) Ohio's awesome. 
I mean, the it's whole state's trying to kill itself a, with opiates. What a place, dude. <laughs> Calgary was the one who was tasked with finding near Jerusalem. On his way, he stopped in northeastern Ohio and doubled the size of his church by converting people of various religions. Wow, that, that took me a second just because, like, of our proximity to PA. I just assumed it was, like, Bethlehem, like, the actual <laughs> name of the town. I just caught on to that. They're ascribing that name to this area. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And how does he just roll through and, and like, double his size of people who already had built-in religions? How did he just sway them? That's child, what I don't know. Child brides. True. <laughs> All you have to do is say, like, I saw angels, and you will sway half the people in that time that are religious. <laughs> That's also, not... He also went to Backwoods, Ohio, to do this. So, I mean, you're not taking on the brightest people. Yeah, My... I was going to say, usually new religions get, like, People are homeless or like really desperate as their first converts. It's not like they're convincing people. It's not. It's not like it's hard to convince those people. Their their life is a shit. He was outside point. of Cleveland, yeah. so yeah. I mean. <laughs> That's a nice girl you got there. Would you like fourteen? I think the river in Cleveland went on fire like twenty years ago. That's actually where Kirtland is. It's right on the river there, like just outside. <laughs> when Smith finally arrived, he saw people engaged in crazy shit. Fits, trances, speaking in tongues, and rolling on the ground. He got them under control, but he began to worry. Too many poor people were joining the church. Mm, it's the only one they could afford. Yeah, but he didn't. <laughs> he did, all them bums that that dude picked up on his way there became high-ranking officials. Yeah, but they weren't. They were too poor. Hey, hey. See, Scientology's smart. They went for the rich people first. Yeah. Are you that uh, you that uh, multiple wife guy <laughs> trying to trying to get in on that? <laughs> no, this was way before that. Baptize me next. Me next. And yeah, first he gets called for adultery. Then he gets the bright idea yeah. for multiple wives. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like the, like this weird shit that was going on at first. So he's put a stop to that. One early convert... Levi Hancock tells the story of a man stealing another man's pocket watch, and he yelled, all in the family, as he, and he ran away. <laughs> what a tagline. He wasn't wrong. That's how mafia works. There were around 2,000 people at this point, and Joseph needed money to continue to publish his books and tracks. A voice told Smith that he should create the law of consecration. Everyone must dedicate their lives and all of their material substance to the church. This turned into a part of the United Order of Enoch. Equal income, reduced poverty, and group self-sufficiency was its goal. And people were pissed, dude. So they made a commune for a little bit there. Yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) you have to give them everything. This is the definition of a cult. Yeah. Unequivocally a cult. All in the family. (laughs) Fine. I'm going to start yelling at people when I steal it. (laughs) Finding his second New Jerusalem in Jackson County, Missouri, he helped get them set up. The converts were about to freak out. They thought Missouri was being neglected compared to Ohio. It's really cool how New Jerusalem can just jump from place to place. I think uh, uh, Jackson County is where they think that the second coming or third coming of Jesus is going to be. So they have like spotters, like with binoculars, like looking in this field where they think Jesus is going to come <laughs> back. 
like at like superhero mode, just like Thor, <laughs> like lightning, boom, guy. Jesus. Probably. <laughs> you got to make an entrance. Your third time or second yeah, time, whatever Jesus it is. Jesus was known as a flashy guy. That's true. <laughs> oh, he wore like Egyptian silks and stuff. Open toe heel. The meek won't inherit the earth, but you, you got to look good sometimes. Sometimes you got to stand on them. <laughs> Instead, they're yeah. looking at the field. They're just going to find Jesus. No, that's <laughs> that's what they asked this Hola. preacher. One of them preachers. You, know you know them rich preachers who, like, they're just they're rich, but they keep saying, like, they're for the people. They Cref- asked Creflo Dollar. He's my favorite one of them. The, the guy, they yeah. asked him, they're like, oh why, are, why are you dressed up like this? Why are you wearing these kind of clothes then? If you're not taking advantage of people, he's like, you know, Jesus wore Egyptian silks. <laughs> he was dressing fly. Did you see the one that was like, um, normal airplanes? I can't fly, coach, because yep. like yeah. there's demons in the cabin. So I, <laughs> I need you all to pay for my private private plane. In the in the U.S., you can uh, it's called a patronage exemption, but you can get uh, the property taxes and like the expenses for your house taken out of your taxes if you're a preacher. Mm-hmm. So that, a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these guys get giant mansions, and then it's all tax free. That's crazy. New Mormons and earlier settlers didn't like each other. They thought if they were righteous enough, they would inherit each other's land. Half of them did their best to convert Native Americans. Hmm. <laughs> what could go wrong? Everyone else that looks like us has duped you in the past, but we're going to help you. Hey, we're, we're, we're the 30th group of white people to tell you how you're going to live your life. On the other hand, working together, let them dominate the economy. Like in the area with like the non-Mormons and stuff. A group of Ohio residents were not happy giving away all their money to Smith. A group of about 12 men visited Joseph in the middle of the night. They dragged him and his friend Sidney Ridgeon out of the front, grabbing them by the necks. They stripped off their clothes. Tar was poured on their bodies. Then came the feathers. Holding his mouth open, they poured nitric acid down his throat. One man jumped on top and started scratching him like a mad cat. (laughs) What an effeminate (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) The mob moved on and left them screaming in agony. Friends and family scraped the tar off him all night, got him dressed, and ready to deliver the Sabbath. What a night that was, dude. That's some dedication. (laughs) (laughs) And When I first read this, I was like reading it like it was like non-Mormons doing this. But these were Mormons. Yeah, like, Mor- this was a branch off that like didn't want to follow them anymore. Weird. Well, they, they used to do that to tax collectors, <laughs> so that's kind of like he was taking their money like a tax collector. Yeah, I'm just more impressed that he was able to deliver the next day's sermon. Like, uh, all right, guys. <laughs> yeah, I gotta look up. It's my- fucking hurting, but let's do it. And, they probably had no eyebrows. <laughs> and member <laughs> members of the mob attended that service too. The guys who just took him down I were there. I just imagine him in, like, residual feathers still on, like, some tar, just kind of, like, <laughs> up on stage, like, oh, fuck. Well, he did go on to baptize three people later that afternoon. I'm sure they were so proud. <laughs> Non-Mormons were also getting sick of this shit, though. Community leaders and officials were forced to sign documents forcing Mormons to withdraw from the county at gunpoint. 
The local militia would show up, threaten them, beat them, and destroy their houses. And, like, usually how it works in cults is, like, they have to invent some kind of persecution complex, but in this case, it's literally happening. So, like, he has the doom and gloom. He has the, oh, we're, we're so persecuted, but we are the chosen people. We suffer like they suffered, yada, yada. Yeah, now he's getting attacked by his own people. He's getting attacked by non-Mormons. This guy's literally got chased across the country for this shit. It's almost like people call bullshit left and right. I don't know why. You got <laughs> Jesus, God, angels. Tablets. Tab. Angel, Angel Maroney. He's just disrupting. Angel. He's like the Uber of religion. Angel Maroney. That's funny that you keep saying it like that because I didn't realize when I wrote it that I wrote his name was Angel Maroney. Not just like an <laughs> angel called Maroney. <laughs> this is when Joseph renamed his church to the Latter-day Saints right after this stuff happened. He led them on an expedition called Zion's Camp. God told him to lead his people just like Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt. They were on their way to give aid to the Missouri Mormons and start the new city of Zion. The regular Missourians found out that they were headed their way. They formed their own militias outnumbering Smith's men. So they they set like a line on the border. Yeah. Like they knew more Mormons were coming in. They're like, <laughs> we can't. We can't do this anymore. So once he found out like that the numbers were against him, this is when he had another revelation when he found out they like militarized against him. No shit. And <laughs> they, he said the church wasn't ready to receive Zion because of their lack of commitment to the United Order, which is just giving him your money. Basically, like, you're not willing to die for this cult. Get out of here. We're going to have to pause this. Yeah. It's not my fault. It's yours. It's, it, was either, <laughs> it was either that or he had to make something up. I think he just made something up because he knew he was going to lose. Because well, yeah. he wasn't ready. So, like, you guys are the fault of you pussies. But, like, what are you not? You're just going to, like, an area in Missouri and going, this is Zion now. Yeah. Like, that was his whole goal. And it's like, ah, oh, we're not ready. We're not ready to re receive Zion. My uh, my wife took a history class at Drexel, and uh, my major was history, so she was asking me. She was like, how come, like, every time somebody came to a new place, they're like, oh, this is the New Jerusalem. And I was like, well, people were hyper-religious back then. Like, Bethlehem, PA is named after, like, people who were like, oh, this is our Jerusalem. Like, this is the land of milk and honey. I've been there. Eh. But, yeah, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so then why is Lakewood called Lakewood? Like, I doubt there's anything in Israel for all the Jews called Lakewood, but Lakewood, New Jersey is just, like, a hot spot for Hasidic Jews. Either of you guys been? I'd like to visit. Would you? <laughs> How there's was a, it? Uh, ooh. It's, uh, <laughs> don't, don't try driving through on Saturdays. Um, <laughs> Why? They all walk around? They, they don't use, like, cars or anything on Ch Saturdays. Over in Cherry Hill, there's a lot of them. It's nothing right, like Lakewood. Right on Springdale. I was going to say, where I, where I lived in Philly, there was, like, a lot to the north of me. And then, uh, it's funny, Hasidic Jews, like, certain sects, they say you can't, like, even touch a light switch. You can't do any work on the Sabbath. So sometimes they'll hire other people that are non-Jewish yeah, to do like, shit for them. Shabbos going. <laughs> but there's, there's uh, in some cities in Israel, and I, I don't know if it's here, too, but they put wire up. Because apparently in the Bible it says, like, if you're within this, like, sacred wire, you can do work. Lakewood. What? Yeah, so I've... look at Lakewood. There might be, like, a wire around, like, the whole town so people can actually do work. They have it what in rooms. 
Okay, so, like, yeah. the, the line the top of a room with the wire. I've and only seen like, it, like, on we can go poles. There. Shit. I might take a little vacation there. Don't go on a Saturday. <laughs> you won't well, be able to drive down. I want to experience, down. like, the – I want to walk with them. There yeah. are bumper stickers that say, pray for me, I drive through Lakewood. Like, it is a nightmare to drive through there. Holy shit. Yeah, they can't drive, so they have to walk everywhere. Is, I it, saw, is it a nightmare, or is it the setting for the next Grand Theft Auto? Both. I saw oh. a Hasidic <laughs> minivan pull up at a light. You know how they got the slider doors on the back of the minivan? Yeah. Kind of like a Jeep. You can take the doors off. Somebody <laughs> decided to take the sliding doors off the sides of the back of the minivan. There's just kids in booster seats and, like, unbuckled. Slay's so just whipping on the minivan down the road. Like, all right. Nice. So I think the moral of the story is uh, drive Uber on Friday nights and Saturday in Lakewood. Absolutely. Because yeah. they need you. <laughs> <laughs> this whole Zion's camp shit was disbanded. That's when God hit them with the cholera outbreak. Everyone was squirting <laughs> diarrhea all over the place. And sadly, 14 people passed away. That's a shitty way to go. Zing! <laughs> Most of the survivors it's, made their way back to Ohio. Sorry. It's ridiculous that, like, the amount of people in history that just died from diarrhea. Like, Gatorade would have, like, saved, like, half of our you ancestors. You can't stop it. You're just... <laughs> I, I I understand why it happened. It's just ridiculous. Like, they and all think, like, our ancestors, like, died in wars and shit. Hi- it's like... Hydration, improper wiping. You know, they're, <laughs> they're just getting boils. Who does back to front, you fucking psycho? <laughs> Mormons do. <laughs> uh, no, I'd do that. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> to you, I, didn't I explain this to you before? How you use it's your a backstop? You I fucking your, hate you. Use your nutsack as a backstop so you can scoop better. Yeah, but then you're getting shit on the back of your your coin purse. <laughs> I think this may be my last episode here today. I'm just gonna put that out there. Do you have anything to contribute? <laughs> I always. I'm gonna sit this one out. All right. I always. Tell What's your stance on baby wipes? Soft. Hard hitting questions. Oh, no, do you not use baby wipes? You have no, to. They clog your. They clog your uh, pipes. I would rather use baby wipes than one ply. If you're on the well, if you're on the road, you have to use baby. If, wipes. If I used a ton of them in the military, but I was shitting in the woods, so that's on, that's, that's, that's a mean. loophole. On the road, I'll before it's I even hit the loophole. stall, I'll go to the the paper towel dispenser, wet it. And bring it in the stall. With you me. have you have to get everything. <laughs> returning, returning to Ohio, Smith decided the Latter Day Saint movement needed the quorum of the twelve. These selected apostles would be the ambassadors of the world, and to re- redeem Zion, they would have to go through endowment. As soon as Smith said this, these members started having visions, speaking in tongues. And telling the future. Endowment. Yeah, it sounds like some college shit. Yeah, I, don't, I was going <laughs> to ask you, what does cock. that mean? Like, can you use it in another sentence for me? Um, <clears throat> they, this boy got endowed. Oh. oh. <laughs> this story gives me a giant endowment. <laughs> no, it's like a spirit, like they're spiritually yeah, like li- Literally, like, gifted. Like gifted too. Yeah, like gifted from the gods. A college like endowment to... would be like a grant. Or... Are you using like the post PC gifted, like he's gifted, or are you using the pre PC culture gifted? I'm too like retarded to know what you just said. <laughs> so you are post PC gifted. <laughs> we'll find out that Joseph Smith wasn't so PC. He was. Touched. I can't wait to get there. <laughs> he wasn't Three. the only one that was touched. Let's just say that. <laughs>
This brings us to 1837. It was a tough year for the church. Joseph kept a diary through his life. That's why this time is shrouded in secrecy. There is a year break in his writings and the writings of his closest associates. Something happened that led to the collapse of the Kirtland Mormon community. One of the girls was probably a witch or something. This is probably when he did his most hood rat shit. That's when he stopped well, producing evidence against well, himself. I dug a little <laughs> deeper on this, and I went to a BYU's website, and that's where I got a lot of stuff because they have all writings about, like, they wrote about, they have yeah. everything on there. So I went, they have, like, this page where it talks about 1837 and what, like, there's personal accounts of it. Yeah. It could have been any of these things. It could have been because Smith tried to create a church-based bank, or was it his accused sexual relationship with his server girl, Fanny Alger? Girl. Emphasis. <laughs> I'm more impressed by the name of Fanny Alger. Well, this time it was legal to marry a 10-year-old, so if he was accused of pedophilia back then, it had to have been, like, ridiculous. Like young. five. Just because it was legal doesn't mean it was right. Well, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> Was it the new temple he was building that completely bankrupted them? Or was it the treasure hunt he went on in Salem, Massachusetts, that God told him there was treasure there, and then he just returned empty-handed, so he just went on his own quest and wasted everything? He should be glad to have gotten out of Salem looking for magic treasure from God, <laughs> like, unscathed. Some think it was people asking themselves, why am I following this so-called prophet? One of the Cowdery brothers was still writing for the church newspaper, and this is what he had to say about it. Whenever people have unlimited confidence in a civil ruler or rulers, who are but men like themselves, and began to think they can do no wrong, they increase their tyranny and oppression, establish a principle that man poor frail lump of mortality like themselves is infallible who does not see a principle of popery oliver cowdery was excommunicated from the church he said he would never give up his right of personal security personal liberty and the right of private property and this is what happens in cults um is often the inner circle of trusted guys like usually dissolves over some like small matter or major matter but, like, yeah, the, the inner circle starts to dissolve, and that probably has a lot to do with the lack of writing. How can it be a cult if it all comes from God? <laughs> mm, that's, a, that's a good point, Michael. <laughs> Did you ever see the Wild Wild Country thing oh, yeah. on Netflix? I, I haven't finished it. Oh, I, yeah, I the, to the I'm not going to spoil anything, but it's great. I, I, oh, I, no. It was long, dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was too long. There was too much irrelevant data. Like, and they lived, and they grew corn, and they traded. Yeah, like, like it wasn't a, moving. They, 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 like, I, they sold flowers, right? They sold flowers. The to, I don't care. Like, tell me about the fucked up. Tell me about the sarin, not the sarin gas, but what, E. coli? Yeah. Fast forward to that shit. They didn't wash their hands at the salad bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, these apostates set up their own organization to ridicule the loyal followers or as they would call them, these goddamn lick skillets. <laughs> and that's the most offensive thing I've ever heard someone be called. So is that like the N-word to a Mormon? Like, you lick skillet! I had a uh, combat instructor that was Cuban, and he would just call everybody window lickers. 
fucking window lickers. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't really know what that meant. <laughs> I've always assumed like window lickers were like the retards in the back of the bus. Uh, My mom drives a short somebody's bus, so I'm like up to date on the terms. I think that's what people usually say. It for. Yeah, that's I thought it was like a Cuban thing. That's an odd word to like be <laughs> specifically demographic to Cubans. No, nah. <laughs> he's the only person I've ever heard say it. No, li- lick skillets is just old timey for ass eater. Ah, <laughs> it sounds like <laughs> it. Try- trying to lick the skillet. <laughs> Fuck yeah, lick it clean. <laughs> Many lives were threatened at this time, but the man who had defended Joseph for about a year at this point, Brigham Young, pissed off a lot of people. Young was the second president of the Latter-day Saints and led the precursors of the University of Utah and Brigham Young University, BYU. And they got mad hoops now. Yeah. Brigham Young. That's what he brought them. (laughs) His nicknames were American Moses, Uh. Modern Moses, Uh. Mormon Moses. Uh. Of course he was one of the 12 apostles and was full of endowment. Thick. <laughs> a thick with endowment. <laughs> his road brought him to fear for his life, and when Joseph was charged with bank fraud, they made the trek to Missouri. Settling in, Joseph told Young to take his family and live on a small farm away from the colony. Okay, so the facts so far, right? So bank fraud, um, dissolved <laughs> church. Um, people thinking he defrauded them from his treasure, lucrative treasure hunting business, his glass looking. So, like, a lot of people are, like, accusing this dude of fraud back then. Really, just, just, those are the facts. Just not, not even my opinion. Twitter would have shut this church down early. <laughs> God forbid that they had gotten word out, like, hey, don't go with them. Now, Twitter's okay with financial fraud. They're just... No, this would have been like one of those Facebook ones, like share now if you want to get rich, rich, rich. (laughs) (laughs) One like equals one donation. (laughs) Type One gold gold tablet. Everyone donate one gold tablet. 40 shares and God will give you a gold tablet of your own. (laughs) Joseph Smith was the original Nigerian prince. Big facts. Also, there's a Nigerian tribe of Israel. Plus, uh, Brigham Young was all, his wife got sick. This was also part of giving her a place to stay to uh, so she he could get her back to good health. But I think he just wanted to give him a break. I mean, this guy, he was like the front man for him. Like, he was out in front of everything that Joseph was telling him to do. Not like is. <laughs> or, yeah, but I think he, like, wanted to do it just as much because yeah, he loved this shit. That's the number two. The number two is the figurehead that, like, disperses all the judgments and like the, the words of the prophet it was like backup quarterback syndrome like nobody liked joseph smith but everybody loved brigham young <laughs> like like you always love the backup what i was also reading like people that uh have to put byu on their applications and stuff they they were like getting pissed about it they're like i am embarrassed to have to put byu on my applications for what? It's okay. Just, you went to a like, state school. I, I didn't, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, like I went there? But yeah, like it's a, dude, it is a good school though. Yeah. I don't get why. They actually have a BYU in like Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, they do like the whole Polynesian Center down there. Like every kid there, uh, they like not recruit from your island, but like if you want to go there, 
from Samoa, you have to like act out natural like Samoan things, like tribal Samoa. Uh, kind of like Disneyland. Like when we went, it was like a tourist attraction. So you went like from country to country around, and they were all BYU students. But like they'd bring in kids from Samoa, New Zealand, and like you'd have to do like hakas and like shit and like basically explain like your country's origins for your tuition. That was the trade off. Mormonism is so, like so, very so, big in Polynesia. So there's Dan, a whole Dan's island for me, brown person. Mormon. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that that sounds a lot worse than how I tried to like dance around that part. But yeah, <laughs> it sounds like dance for me, brown person. Is that was one of the cheapest schools in all of America? This is what my tour guide said. I mean, she probably got in for free because she was willing to dance for education. I, I, I hear that's common in dancers, that they're dancing for education <laughs> funds. We got ourselves a new Zion, guys. Far <laughs> West Missouri became the Zion. The church changed its name again to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He just keeps adding more words to it. Yeah. I, I, there might it might get longer as we go on too. So. I, I I was stationed in Missouri for six months by uh, St. Roberts near like Fort Leonard Wood. That is not God's country. That that that's the <laughs> land that God forgot. That's Dale's country. Yeah. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it literally like the shittiest? Like you can't grow shit in the mud there or anything like that. Like it's really hard to farm and shit. The like rock. Yeah. The yeah. The, Missou- the mud breaks. That's what. It, yeah. Missouri mud breaks or something. Yeah. I'm not sure, but there was actually like a tornado. We had to like help out. To clean up a lot of the farms. That was actually God cleaning <laughs> cleaning up Missouri. <laughs> and it was all like cows and stuff. So probably, yeah, the soil maybe is shit. Again, there was tension between the old Missourians and the new settlers. Smith's faith in survival required building a military force. Again, not a cult. <laughs> it's just God, man. How it's many times do I got to tell you? He gave a recent convert, Samson Avard, the job of building this battalion. This group was called the Danites. And this is one, this is some of their manifesto they sent to dissenters, people who left the church and tried to do their own thing. We have seldomly warned you, and that in the most determined manner, that if you do not cease that course of wanton abuse of the citizens of this country, that vengeance would overtake you sooner or later, and that, when it did come, it would be as furious as the mountain torrent, mm. <laughs> and, as t- and as terrible as the beating tempest. But you have afflicted to despise our warnings and pass them off with a sneer or a grin or a threat, and pursued your current course, and vengeance sleepeth not, neither does it slumber. And unless you heed us this time and attend to our request, it will overtake you to an hour when you do not expect and at a day when you do not look for it. And for you, there shall be no escape. For there is but one decree for you, which is depart. Depart or a more fatal calamity shall befall you. Bars. Oh, Mormon shit. Mafia. Yeah, that's actually pretty good. That <laughs> is vicious. That, that, that was actually threat. fire. I couldn't even, <laughs> can't even lie. And therein lies Joseph Smith's mixtape. Right there. <laughs> Come at me, bro. <laughs> Subtext. So they built they built this little force, but like all this dissenters and stuff, this was the least of their worries. Non-Mormons attempted to keep Mormons from voting, and this led to the war of the Mormon War of eighteen thirty eight. I don't get his need to make an army just to go and attack people that left his church. Like just just leave him alone. 
and fight the people that want to get you. It's like he's out a bitter there. cult leader. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like he exhibits all the signs of like, uh, fucking Jim Jones. Yeah. You know. Uh, the 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 manicness, the moving around constantly, the persecution complex, the as soon as people start leaving his church, the insecurities of that persecution complex, and the and the the getting of arms and leveling of arms. It's well, I mean, the persecution complex was built in. Like, it was uh, that yeah, it. he didn't do that, but like all the same, like mo- most cult leaders have to build it in. He got lucky. That's the only time he got lucky in this whole thing, so. Well, like he, he wants to protect what <laughs> what his beliefs are, because I guess there's so many people branching off, creating their own followers that he's like, we need to end this now or we're going to lose converts. For legal reasons? Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. But, uh, that was the end of part one of Joseph Smith. This is going to be a two-parter. Next week, we're going to pick up with the 1838 Mormon War, we're going to go through his life. We're going to talk about some other Mormon stuff. We're going to go all out, dude. Wait till you hear about the Mormon Massacre. Whoa. I've, been doing some, <laughs> I've been doing some real digging. It's going to get they real vicious. Up. These people are wild. It's not the polite disagreement. It's the massacre. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening. This is Fight the Fate. I'm Mike Bonomo. That's Sean Kleins. That's Brian Davies. That's Matt McBride. (laughs) Have a good one. Check in next week.